Emerald City Comic Con and Nerd Rock Icons Kirby Crackle bring you Crackle Fest 9 on March 15th from the Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle, hosted by the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Enjoy a night of rocking out like the nerd you are with a lineup featuring Halifax based nerd rapper Word Burglar. Yo, this is for the rental patients, selecting discs and cassettes for play. Portland's own super duo, Mega Thruster. And of course, the master of nerd rock themselves, Kirby Crackle. It's the new, it's the telly, my broken heart. You went and watched the show, you promised that you wait to start. Advanced tickets are just $15, tickets at the door, 18 This is a 21 and over show, so come on and celebrate the nerd culture with music, comedy, and themed drinks. Doors open at 8 p.m., show starts at 8.30. Head on over to kirbycracklemusic.com for ticket info and all things Cracklefest. Mike Cybert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you could write into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And this week, we're getting theatrical with our discussion about rent. I'll be joined soon by guest co-host Hunter, uh, one of my uh, favorite partners in broadcasting crime uh, from our time back on KGRG. We're going to unpack the most recent version of Jonathan Larson's rock opera presented almost live on Fox TV. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out Well, first, I wanted to thank my last couple guest co-hosts, Andrea and Killingsbury. Uh, both of them uh, joined me for separate podcasts. Uh, Andrea uh, joined me during episode 196 to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, my favorite movie of 2018. Uh, check that out. And then uh, Killingsbury joined me an episode later during uh, 197 to talk about The Predator, which was my least favorite movie of 2018. So they, they kind of they kind of bookend and offset each other, uh, respectively. Uh, you can find both of those episodes um, uh, further back in the feeds. Go ahead and check those out. Those were a lot of fun. And um, it was a few weeks ago now at this point, uh, but I was recently a guest on the Stack of Dimes podcast uh, talking about Aquaman and uh, a year-end roundup of uh, 3D Blu-ray releases with Camaro Kev. Uh, uh, we've done a, a couple episodes under the uh, uh, subtitle 3 3D Never Die, uh, kind of an offshoot of uh, uh, Stack of Dimes because, uh, well, uh, Thunder is super into 3D movies and I like 
talking about movies. So, uh, uh, so uh, we've done a couple, and we'll do kind of occasional episodes here and there as uh, as things come up. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked to be kind of part of the uh, SOD extended family and uh, extended universe, uh, if you will. Um, next shout out goes out to my buddy and recurring guest co-host Dave Sanders uh, for knocking out that awesome promo you just heard a little bit ago for uh, Crackle Fest. I I really like how it turned out and I hope you do as well and I hope to see all of you out there at Hard Rock uh, Seattle on March 15th for Crackle Fest 9 uh, which I'm honored to be uh, the host of this year uh, kicking off the celebration of 10 years of Nerd Rock uh, right here in the Pacific Northwest. Here are some exciting coming attractions. Uh, speaking of, uh, the road to episode 200 is being paved. Uh, over the next few weeks, I'll be talking to all of the bands on this year's Crackle Fest lineup, including Word Burglar, who's just recently returned from a tour in Japan, uh, Mega Thruster, fresh off of their killer show in Salem, and of course, the pioneer of nerd rock, Kyle Stevens of Kirby Crackle, who uh, just recently posted a uh, uh, an incredibly heartfelt blog about the 10-year anniversary of of their first album being released. Uh, uh, check that one out. Um, I'll, I'll have links to that in the show notes. Uh, but before we get there on next week's show, episode 199, we're talking Transformers uh, with special guest Anthony Bercali, uh, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, Toy Archive, and of course the host of Transformers University Podcast, uh, one, of, uh, one of my favorite Transformers uh, uh, podcasts of late uh he'll be joining me to talk about his upcoming coverage of new york toy fair uh which will be happening february 15th through the 19th plus um uh if you've been listening to uh transformers university recently they've just started getting into 1986 and that will be the beginning of their coverage of course of Transformers the movie. Uh, so we'll, uh, uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit as well. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So uh, next handful of episodes are set. So uh, buckle in for stuff and things from the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation.
Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and joining me on the phone is this week's special guest co-host, one of my favorite friends from my time back at KGRG, and helping me to unpack Fox's almost live broadcast of the rock opera Rent. Hunter, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How about you? You know, I, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking out the window and seeing that, you know, there's all the snow and the ice. Yeah. And, you know, and it's kind of interesting, you know, being here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, we just we just recently got hit with all this. And, you know, uh, time travel note, if you happen to be listening on Thursday and there's no more snow in Seattle, well, um, that's fine. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it's interesting because I, I have um, a lot of friends that are in the Midwest. West and you know Chicago oh, yeah. area and a lot of folks that have been dealing with some real winter whereas uh-huh. whereas we've we've um, we we've been hit with a little bit you know uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, several inches of snow here and just enough to kind of disrupt things a little bit but not not nearly as some of my other friends so I'm not going to complain uh, uh, too oh, terribly totally. much but uh, uh, but yeah I mean I I think if I if I recall correctly I think this is the first time you and I have talked on, you know, the radio or podcast or anything like that since uh, since uh, leaving KGRG, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's almost it's been over two years now. Oh my gosh! Wow, I, I know uh, that that's insane. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, "Holy cow! That has been two years since wow. I left the KGRG." <laughs> that's wow. I uh, you know yeah. I, I I've been struggling a lot with feeling old of late, and and that uh, <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but no! But no, it's good. I mean, I uh, um, I I always uh, reflected fondly back on our uh, uh, time together uh, because we uh, same here. Yeah, I mean, we we just. Have a whole lot of fun and you know a lot of the stuff that we ended up doing especially kind of towards the end of the run was kind of you know dipping into musicals and theater and kind of you know kind of stretching the the legs beyond kind of like usual the usual nerdy stuff because you know it's like you know I mean you and I would talk about Star Wars quite a bit Mm -hmm. you know some of the other stuff but yeah we we kind of hit this uh, this uh, um, uh, uh, topic a couple different times uh, with regards to to musicals and stuff so when um, I mean you know rolling back the clocks about a year or so when Fox first announced that they were going to be doing Rent um, I I was I was excited but cautious I was too I was Um, exactly I felt the same exact way. Yeah, because I, I I remember we we had a discussion on the radio with uh, with a lot of our uh, friends about uh, Fox's version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, and and kind of some of our thoughts on that. So to me, I I think this was kind of like I, I interpret this almost like as a series. You know, like yeah. th- that Fox has been doing because, like, you know, they started with Grease um, a number uh-huh. of years ago, then Rocky Horror Picture Show, and now Rent. Um, oh, I, they also did. Um, they also did a Christmas Story. Oh, that's right. I see. I I knew there was like a year gap in there because because yeah. I remembered that we talked about Rocky Horror, but I don't remember talking to anybody last year 
about yeah, um, yeah. anything. So that's thank you about that. I, that that, yeah, uh, that, yeah. that totally slipped my mind. I completely forgot about that. And uh, um, I, uh, you know, not to tangent too terribly much, but I didn't care for that very much. No, uh, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And so when I saw that they announced that they were doing Rent, which is a show I hold very, very close to my right. heart, I... I got really nervous because that show, it needs to be viewed a very certain way and it needs to have certain elements to it to make it what Rent is supposed to be. And so I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how this is going to do on live TV. Mm-hmm. And um, But now here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so with that, why don't we turn back the clocks even further? Because like you, uh, you mentioned that uh, Rent is, uh, is a, a show that holds a very special place for you. Yeah. Um, it, it's a show that I like quite a bit. My, uh, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I, uh, Lucky and I, were, we're both huge fans of it. We've, uh, I, I think we've seen it just about every time it's come to town here in Seattle. So, we, so we've seen it at least a couple times over, over the last uh, uh, several years. Um, but yeah, I, I think let's before we kind of unpack the the Fox version of it. I think maybe let's kind of dig back into the history a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I mean, because it's uh, it's Jonathan Larson's legacy and. And I think uh, I, I think we should touch on that a little bit before um, exactly um, before we get into the Fox version. Exactly. So yeah. So we go on back to I'm trying I'm sitting in front of my computer right now. Sure. And it was it was July or not July January 25th 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, Rent was just about ready to open at a small theater in. Um, it was. It wasn't an official Broadway theater. It was, it was an off-Broadway theater, and um, people were were curious about it, and they saw the signs for it, and um, and so it was the there was it was their last rehearsal before they opened um, on the twenty fifth. That um, that Jonathan Larson, the the brainchild behind this epic rock opera musical. Mm-hmm. He, he he unexpectedly died, and um, he died of an um, of an aortic dissertation. Uh, disset- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to um, say. Unfortunately, I can't help you there because medical yeah, terminology yeah. isn't my. Uh, uh, but you know, I I think and and uh, hopefully this isn't a tangent. But I mean, a lot of folks, you know, have a incorrect perception that it was like you know AIDS related, given yeah, you, you know yeah. the, the the main thrust of his character's uh, uh, struggles there, Are dying but, of AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Well, or living yeah, with yeah. AIDS, as as it were. But yeah, and especially a show that is just so so wrapped around death and life and living and love and it was just so unexpected for everyone that was doing the show so the next day the news had been getting out and and the cast was just beside themselves i mean they didn't know what to do their their noble leader is gone and they just don't know if they should even do the show or not and um so basically they were coming down that they were going to do the show but they were going to do it in a way that they didn't have to really put on the, all the costumes. They just kind of set up chairs in a concert, kind of a concert style. Mm-hmm. They um, they set up chairs. The the uh, the audience still came, and they just kind of stood up and sang through the show. 
And uh, it got to about the end of Act One with La Vivo M that they finally mm-hmm. kind of had enough and pushed away all the chairs and brought on the tables and started doing actually acting the show mm-hmm. and performing it and just having a good time. And there is a song in Act Two where um, one of the characters. I, are, are we allowed to say spoilers? Oh yeah, you know what? Actually, <laughs> okay. that, that's a good point. Why don't we just put this right up front? I mean, there's a yeah. th- it's in the show notes, but yeah, full spoilers for everything related to Rent. That that way, uh, Hunter, you and I can speak freely, okay. and you know, uh, and this is you know for all versions because we'll talk about mm-hmm. the Broadway performance. We'll we'll touch on the movie, and mm-hmm. then obviously, you know, we'll uh, uh, we'll kind of do a, a deeper unpack on the Fox Live version. So if uh, uh, Presumably, if you've downloaded a podcast saying "rent discussion," you you have some kind of awareness of the show. Um, if if you haven't, go out and find some version of Rent to at least uh, you know experience some kind of telling of that story, and then come back here and uh, and exactly. listen to us uh, talk about it. But yeah, no, that that's I, I forget that sometimes to just like oh, by the way, we're going to spoil everything about this. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think. For sure. So I think everybody has been sufficiently spoiler warning. So yeah, if you, you uh, so yeah, feel free and you know refer to character names and situations. Uh, okay, and we'll go from there. Perfect. So yeah, so in to continue on with the story, at the end of Act Two, or not the end, the middle of Act Two, um, Angel, the one of the most lovable characters in the show, ends up <laughs> dying of AIDS. Right. And uh, and there's a funeral scene, and I guess that. And they sing a beautiful reprise of the song that that Angel and his lover end up um, singing early in the show. And it is absolutely heart wrenching. I guess no one had a dry eye in this in the theater. And it was it was one of the most powerful moments, people say, that they've ever had to experience. And also the cast will still say it was an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. So the show wraps. They finish the show and no one is clapping. And they walk off stage and it's just dead silent. And, um, and a single person stood up in the audience and says one thing. And he said, thank you, Jonathan Larson. And boom, rent blew up. It, uh, it ended up moving quickly uptown to, Mm -hmm. um, to a actual Broadway theater and ended up running for, uh, it ended up running for 12 years. Right. And it become and won a bunch of Tonys. I mean, Jonathan Larson won a Tony for it, um, and his sister was the one who ended up receiving the Tony for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it just kind of became this giant phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, pe- when people went to New York during that time, Rent was the show to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a little bit of the little quick little history behind yeah. it. So actually, I mean, I guess um, I was just thinking about this as you were telling yeah. the story of that first performance. Uh, uh, some of which I I didn't remember. That's yeah. uh, so I appreciate the history there. Um, what what is the basic plot uh, of Rent? If like you know, in like uh, I don't know, like half a paragraph, how how would yeah. we describe uh, the story of Rent? Yeah. So it's. Um... So it's loosely based on Puccini's opera La Boheme, mm-hmm. um, which is actually one of, ironically, one of my favorite operas. Um, but it basically follows the story of these group of young, these young artists who are 
trying to pay rent and get by in the lower in the lower um, East Village of Manhattan um, in the in the kind of the the height of the AIDS crisis in 1989. Right. And it um, and it follows their lives in the span of a year as they um, as they go through drug addiction, through breakups to just just them living life in these rough times and just trying to get by. But at the, at the bottom of, at the bottom of the show, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about living with love and trying to live your life to the fullest with what you have around you. Um, Because you never know what, what's, what tomorrow may bring and to live each day as if you're living in the now. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it was it's it's a show that I that I it was like one of the first I want to say quote inappropriate shows I ever kind of got into. Um, oh, sure, it wasn't yeah. your it wasn't your stereotypical grease or yeah. that kind of stuff. So I thought it was just so cool to listen to this stuff and um, so yeah. So that's just kind of the basis of Rent. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a that's a, a really good jumping off point. Um, what mm-hmm. what really got my attention uh, about Rent was, uh, you know, first and foremost, the music. Oh yeah, um, you know, and and as you said, Hunter, it's not it's not your what you would consider to be a stereotypical musical. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I think uh, putting up Grease as a, as a really great comparison of what what a you know kind of musical is. Um, it's uh, Rent definitely has you know a, an epic operatic uh, uh, feel to it, but you you break it down and and it's rock music. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that that really uh, struck a chord with me. And, um, you know, you, you could throw in that soundtrack and just rock with it. I mean, it, it's yeah. it, it's a great rock album. You can uh, move to it. You can yeah, dance to absolutely. it. And it, ha- and it has so many different variations. Mm-hmm. Like there is a total rock ballad. I mean, there's. Yep. There's upbeat songs, and you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, and and it's you know it, it's a it's a very complete uh, sounding soundtrack. Uh, yes. as well. Um, yeah, if it didn't have the uh, performance angle to it, if it, if it wasn't an actual production to play, you know, it yeah. would sound like a really cool rock concept album. Because I mean, yes. the, the the songs tell a a vivid and complete story. Yeah. Um, but the but the other thing that that latched on to me and and I, I think is kind of stuck with me through these various versions that I've explored is uh, the characters. It mm-hmm. it has a um, it has a diverse group of characters. It oh, has, yeah. has an interesting uh, group of characters. And I was just having a discussion with somebody the other day about like, regardless of what your walk in life is and your lifestyle or how you bees there there's somebody in that cast that you can latch on to and identify oh, sure. with oh and, for sure and in much like 
other great works of uh, fiction, you know, as as you grow and, you know, develop in, in your own life, sometimes your character changes. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, um, at one point in your life, if you identify with Mark, maybe uh, maybe later on you identify more with Roger or even, yeah. uh, you know, you you uh, some folks, you know, will find themselves identifying with Benny, you know, for, for mm-hmm. example, and things like that. So there's there's um, it's and I don't know if I've experienced a story or a fiction like this where it kind of affects me that way, where it's like, you know, yeah. I I mean, because I mean, that that's been kind of my experience. It's like I can you know, I can see myself in a few of these different characters at a few different times in uh, in my life over the like the, you know, last several years. And it's uh It's very, very interesting. So, um, uh, but with that, okay. So you, uh, you, uh, you mentioned the the off Broadway uh, performance. Now, Mm -hmm. now, the cast that performed the uh, um, that run is that the is that a different cast than the what we I guess we would know as the Broadway cast, you know, or the original Um. cast. I believe that there were, I think maybe one or two okay. people not um, not that didn't end up transferring over to the Broadway, to the, from off Broadway to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the most part, everyone who was a part of that ended up going to Broadway, which that original Broadway cast ended up going into the being the cast for the movie. Right. Um, at least some of the cast for the movie, but right. um, yeah. But for the most part. Uh, like Anthony Rapp and Adina Menzel, mm-hmm. um, all of them, and and Tay Diggs, and of going over um, to Broadway, yeah, yeah, and and all of which are you know household names now. Yeah, Adina, this was one of Adina Menzel's big shows. I mean, this mm-hmm. was kind of the one that put her on the map, and um, at least before Wicked, uh, yeah. and um, so yeah, I it, it was definitely a jumping off point for a lot of these people's careers. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny and jumping way, way ahead, um, you know, to the 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 uh, mm-hmm. grand finale of the uh, oh, of Fox's yes. thing. And, and you will spend a lot of time on that. But one thing that I think is interesting, I talked about feeling old earlier. I think there's enough generational churn where really young folks watching this performance on Fox would be like, hey, what's. What's a uh, what's what's the frozen lady doing on on this uh, on this <laughs> right. rent thing? Because because yeah, yeah. I think there's an entire generation that is way more familiar yes. with, with uh, Dina Mandel's music that way. And, and I have I yeah and Wicked as well, obviously, but but uh-huh. uh, but definitely Frozen. I I've been I've been able to witness that firsthand. She uh, Dina Mandel mm-hmm. actually came through. Seattle with a different show. It was called If Then, and and, oh. I, and I got a chance to see it. And she played this character that she had originally pr- played on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And of course, she was fabulous. But we were waiting at the stage door, and all these kids were talking about like Frozen and Wicked, and I'm just <laughs> they're like, I have been listening to her since Rent. Like <laughs> you kids probably don't even know what Rent is. So yeah, so it's very interesting to see all these younger kids being like, oh, it's the lady from Frozen, and right. But I but. To the rest of us, she's always kind of been the one from Rent and Wicked. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's yeah. that's awesome. And yeah. you know, um, obviously, uh, Anthony Rapp's been doing uh, really well for himself. He's uh, he's on yeah. Star Trek Discovery, and yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's still it's one of those things where it just it, it just kind of makes me chuckle whenever I see him. You know, it's like right. good on exactly. you, dude. That that's that's pretty awesome. Exactly. And, and again, it's the same thing. It's like I, I remember you when you were on Rent. <laughs> uh, exactly. Know, that, that that uh, uh that kind of thing. So. Uh huh. Um, you uh, you had mentioned earlier, I mean, or had mentioned a moment ago, um, that most of the Broadway cast uh, made it over to the movie, mm-hmm. which uh, in, uh, I, I think I actually have it up, um, in 2005. Oh, geez, um, was it really that long ago? It was. I, I got the IMDb up. <laughs> oh, and um, geez. See, I, I think this is, I think there's a theme going on here with, uh, yeah. with uh, this episode about age and feeling old uh. and all. Of that but yeah no uh uh back in 2005 you know uh director yeah. uh chris columbus you know of uh you know the the harry potter fame yeah. and and uh you know uh gosh i mean i mean i i'm just i'm just trying to pick out some uh uh some other ones yeah some other ones from the imdb here but i mean basically you know that that's kind of what uh, Chris Columbus was mostly known for for you know kind of kind of kids movies. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's like you know you got yourself some uh, you know like Night at the Museum type of things and uh-huh. you know th- those kind of movies. So I think um, you know taking on uh, Rent was uh, definitely I think kind of a um, departure. You know, it's like uh-huh. you know he goes from directing you know Adventures and Babysitting in the eighties, you know Home Alone and. The '90s, uh-huh. Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I finally opened up the uh, IMDb and actually looked at it. So yeah, so it's it's. I don't know. I just I, I remember thinking at the time that that was kind of um, an interesting um, an interesting choice. Um, what a sorry sorry to interrupt you really fast, but Robert De Niro was a producer for this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's I'm like I'm like. A little blown away right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, sorry. Cool no, fact. no, that's fine. That, that is that is a, that is a weird fact, right? <laughs> um. So yeah. So so they they um adapt the then juggernaut musical. Um. Mm-hmm. Now I, I again I I don't know the dates, but like was was the Broadway production still on or had it closed at that point? Um. Because the movie was two thousand and five. Yeah. And. The show closed in two thousand eight. Oh, okay. So maybe there, so, yeah, was, so a, there was a little overlap. A little bit of overlap. That that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and the uh, uh, majority of the uh, Broadway cast was on yeah. board for the movie. Um, I, I think it was the only exceptions were for the woman who played Joanne. Yep. And the woman who played Mimi. I, other than that, the rest were the original Broadway cast. Yeah, and if I if I remember correctly, the the gal that uh, played Mimi, I don't remember her name off the Rosario the, Dawson. No, in, in the movie, but I mean in the oh. in a uh, oh in the stage production. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe she was pregnant. If I remember correctly. Oh wow. <laughs> um, oh, 
that's why she didn't do it. Exactly. And I think that was oh. the only reason. And the gal that played Joanne was, um, oh, I, I, it, it's, it's apocryphal. I don't have the quote in front of me, but I think yeah. like she was, she was kind of transitioning out of that scene um, and, oh, gotcha. and thought that she was uh, uh, perhaps too old to continue playing that character. Oh, okay. um, so, I mean, somebody, some, some rent heads can uh, definitely uh, sharpshoot me on it if I've, if I've got those yeah. mixed up, but, but yeah, but outside of that, it's, you know, it's all of the original cast. Um, what, um, what, what do you think of the movie? I, I mean, the movie was my first really major introduction to rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had rented it from the library when I was I think I want to say I was maybe in like the sixth or seventh grade, um, and and I immediately when the opening number happened, which is which is Rent, mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is not your conventional Chicago or or Greece or yeah. so I I just kind of immediately fell in love with it. And my grandma, who really liked musicals, she she wasn't really she it wasn't really her thing because she's more of like she really enjoys the kind of the old fashioned musicals, but this was very, very more modern. And, but then like I also said, I thought it was so cool because they were dropping F bombs and talking about sex and drugs. And (laughs) I was just like, Oh sweet. This is cool. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the movie. Um, I, I really enjoyed Rosario Dawson as Mimi. Yeah. Um, she had the voice for it and I, it just blew me away. Um, it, and it was also just so cool to see to see sexuality kind of on the forefront of this show and being mm-hmm. a sixth and seventh grader and still questioning my own sexuality. I was just, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like this, they're making it seem normal and this is a thing. And, um, so that, so that is, so it really stuck out to me too. And, um, in that, in that sort of way, but yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's interesting because, like, you know, we we didn't really compare notes before uh, before we started recording, mm-hmm. but I uh, I I didn't know that that was your uh, one of your first introductions because that uh, the movie was my first introduction to the uh, to Rent also. Oh, sweet, yeah, um, yeah. So my uh, I I and I guess I can say this back fondly. My wife kind of dragged me to it. I I oh, wasn't okay. I wasn't. I mean, you know, based on the pre reviews and I'm like you know I you know especially at that time because I mean like you know this is this is 2005 I'm in my 20s and you know kind <laughs> of you know kind of uh yeah I I, I don't want to go so far as to say a different dude but I think my my yeah. out, my outlook was um you know maybe not as open maybe not as progressive oh, as, sure. as, as, as it might be now but I was like ah musical I, I don't know about all this yeah. and and uh so yeah so lucky dragged me to it and like you were just saying Hunter that opening number, I yeah. rem- I remember leaning up in my seat, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> and and it, and it had my attention yeah. from that uh, from that point forward. And I'm with you. I like the movie quite a bit, and I'm Me too. I, I'm really uh, anticipating revisiting it 
now mm-hmm. that uh, now that I've seen the uh, uh, the Fox production, because yeah. that was the first thing I said. I'm like, now I want to go back and watch the movie. It's like I've got right, exactly. I, I've, I've got a couple things on my hit list. I want to watch the movie, yeah. and then we also have a uh, DVD of the uh, of a Broadway performance. Uh, oh yeah, and I, I don't remember if it was like one of the last performances. Yeah, or... it was one of the very last performances. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Ju- I remember we picked it up and we watched it and we really liked it. But I yeah. um but yeah, it's been sitting on the shelf for a number of years now but um so i'm so i'm excited to revisit all of those but what's interesting and and you could correct me if i'm wrong but i i don't think that the movie is looked upon very fondly no it's not no it's not um and i think for the large part is that they didn't keep in because a lot of the they took out a large part of like the conversational music mm-hmm. in, that is in the state in the stage production, and they replaced it with like just talking, yeah. just like just speaking the lines instead of singing it. So I feel like that was a big kind of downer for people, um, and that was kind of a surprise for me when I had, because I had, I had seen the movie and I listened to the soundtrack and then I yeah. found the actual Rent soundtrack, like the original Broadway cast, and I was like, oh, they're they're singing everything. Okay, yeah. Sweet. But, um, but yeah, I, I, um, and we can talk about it later once we kind of get into the, kind of the overarching, how people view rent. I, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people aren't huge fans of rent, especially as the years have gone by, which kind of makes me sad, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing too, and and you know, we may as well uh, kind of transition into that now. Mm-hmm. It's like the 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 word I see most often in some of the the reviews that I've seen because you know it comes up again now with the the Fox production is problematic. Yes, and I. You know, and and I I have to own this up front. You know, I I uh-huh. am a straight white guy, so yeah. it's like I have the least to say about anything. You know, it's like uh-huh. you know, it's like my representation is okay. Don't worry about me. But I uh, I I also be, being a fan of the story and the characters and the music and and quite honestly and bluntly the progressive nature of it you know yes. it's like, it's like for for me it's like i i delight in seeing these characters as their true selves and even mm-hmm. like you know just um you know i i i would say and i'm kind of maybe remembering this retroactively but this was probably like one of my first uh exposures to um different pronouns you know, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like to where, you know, um, Angel is definitely uh, referred to as she, you know, and using exactly, using yeah. feminine pronouns. And I think that was that that was new for me. And, you mm-hmm. know, as as my worldview has kind of, you know, expanded, you know, and I, I see that that's that that's way more common. And I, exactly. you, know, I you know, and I have a have a degree of understanding of it. And so so when I when I hear folks say that rent is problematic, I I don't know if I understand why. Yeah. Yeah. You also have to look at kind of the like when the show came out, when the show is set. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a completely different world in 1989 when when the story is set. And I mean, some of the it's not a lot of the stuff. It is not really seen as PC anymore. Um, and a lot of it kind of has to stand around angel and, and her character Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and it's just yeah. So I have to when I when I'm looking at certain shows, I have to be like, okay, it was and certain shows and movies too. Like yeah. it was a different time, it was a different world, and you should embrace it for what it is. Maybe I don't approve with what's going on, but mm. like you have to look at it for what it is. Okay, and and that that is a huge thing with Rent is that it. It was it was the '90s. It was the late '80s, and and looking at it now, of course, people are going to be critical of it. But you have to look at it as the art that it was and okay. that it is. At least that at least that's kind of my kind of taken all of that. Um, could you help me understand a little bit of the the criticism? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean. Now, now I'm kind of have to think about kind of what my friends say. They okay. just, they just find it. I'm, I mean, an ex of mine actually. He, mm-hmm. he, he said that his stepmom had seen Rent on Broadway, and absolutely hated it. And I was like, okay, well, why? And they were like, well, they were just. She was just kind of torn back from the from the fact that like, why don't these people pay for their rent? Like, why do oh. they have troubles getting jobs and paying for their rent? So people just look at it way too critically oh, and don't understand the okay. fact that they are that they are struggling artists yeah. in New York city in the late nineties in the East village where poverty is running amok. Mm-hmm, they, the mm-hmm. homeless problem is rising and the AIDS crisis is in full effect. And so, so like I, I always, I'm always curious to why people are, don't really yeah. like rent and yeah. And so that's kind of what I, what I've heard from some people okay. like, Oh, why don't they just, why don't they just get jobs and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. But it's, it's a, it's a musical, it's a piece of art. And yeah. you just need to take it for what it is. <laughs> I got gotcha. you, because yeah, I I just um, again in my ignorance, I just wasn't sure if you know, like folks were uh, upset about like the you know representation of uh, sexuality or gender mm-hmm. identity or yeah. you know any of that. And so yeah, it just it it, it, it honestly just kind of took me back a little bit that that folks are are critical of it, but yeah. But I think I think you hit it on the head, though. I think, and 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 we see this a lot in pop culture in general. That yeah. I think when we as a society try to um, imprint our current societal norms mm-hmm. and tastes and and that onto a piece of art of its time. Things don't quite work because exactly yeah, and it's and I I think it's okay for something to be quote unquote of its time, mm-hmm. and I I'm not I'm not a huge fan specifically of um, uh, updating things. You know, it's like exactly to, yeah. yeah, or 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 modernizing. Yeah, I think that's oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. the better word, quote unquote, modernizing, whatever that happens to be. You know, uh-huh. like when you try to like soften some of the edges of something to make it uh, more PC or exactly. You know, and and unfortunately, we see we see a lot of that. You yeah, know, and, and that and that was also one of my biggest fears when they did announce that they were doing Red Live, like. Okay, I know the criticism. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to update it? And I remember there was a rumor that they were going to update it, mm-hmm. which there were some there were some weird updates in this most recent one. But uh, but they didn't. I'm so glad they didn't that they kept it in kind of closer to the time period. Yeah, and that they didn't go above and beyond to make it not 
more to make it more PC for modern yeah. audiences. Yeah, because like if you if you set this story in 2018, there are a, there, there, well, I mean, there, there are aspects that yeah. might work, but almost none of it does. Yeah, no. And I mean, AIDS AIDS has changed drastically since mm-hmm. then. Yes, it's still a problem, yeah. but people aren't dying to the extent that it was in the late 80s right and like where that was a giant threat looming above so many different people during that time so yeah so i I, so now i'm sitting here thinking oh what would red be like in 2000 2018 19 entail entail but yeah yeah it's it's a hard one because Uh i mean i i don't know much about the new york city uh uh landscape situation there yeah Um, yeah but i i don't know if um you know a a group of starving artists uh squatting in a flat is uh is is really something that happens as prevalently as it did in the uh uh, late 80s and 90s i mean most of i i would imagine that you know actually you know if you Oh man, I'm just I'm just thinking about this, and and pardon the uh, uh, tangent, but I'm wondering what the okay. So you do you do a uh, Force Awakens esque sequel to Rent, where it's we're we're in 2018 and we're coming back and seeing what these characters are up to. Yeah, and basically what I'm imagining is that New York City has basically become what what Benny was going to do to yeah. begin with. You know, it's like that that's unfortunately kind of the end result and outcome of that because just that type of housing isn't isn't there yeah. anymore. I mean it's all, you know, high rise condos and mm-hmm. and uh and where you literally have to sell two kidneys just to pay rent for a month. Exactly. <laughs> so so yeah, some of the plight, you know, that that's yeah. portrayed in the story just isn't un, you know relevant. But yeah. I but I do think one thing that is kind of uh, relevant, though, is uh, you know I, I just again stumbled upon this uh, conversationally as we're as we're thinking and talking here, is you know like the themes of you know affordable housing and homelessness. Mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean that's it's something, still a problem. Yeah, I mean that's something that's definitely resonant. I mean especially yeah. here in Seattle. I mean it's oh, uh, yeah. it's you know I mean it is it's definitely a problem. So like as I'm as I'm watching the the latest version, the Fox version of Rent. I'm kind of, you know, seeing how homelessness is, is being portrayed and, you know, it's not it it's not as far off as, you know, maybe maybe folks uh, might think that are being critical of it. But that's exactly exactly. People people want, like to be stuck in the idea that it was definitely a show only for that time period, mm-hmm. but it still has elements that still resonate to the day. Yeah. And and the, and that's really kind of the best kind of fiction where it can be mm-hmm. I think we cracked the code here because I think it can simultaneously be something of its time um but also still have uh themes that resonate today that that still makes it relevant because there there's more substance to the story than other other than just the music you yeah. know, I mean, it's it's not just you know like a a uh, framework to hang this great music on. I mean, it's like there's there, there's a lot of meat there. You like in terms of like you know a uh, uh, friendship and love and relationships and mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so like all of I mean th- those themes never go out of style. Yeah. So um, 
All right, so I guess yeah. I, I guess at this point let's uh, I, I guess kind of get into the uh, uh, the main entree of it and uh, yeah. kind of talk more about um, as it's as it's uh, officially referred to on the IMDb <laughs> um, rent colon live <laughs> um, um, as rent it, not so live <laughs> exactly or rent almost live and, almost live yeah oh man the the, the memes oh jeez <laughs> so, so many memes yeah. So th- this was um, announced as a fully live performance, as mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier, very similar to A Christmas Story from last year, and yeah. not like the Rocky Horror Picture Show the yeah. two years previous, and more like um, Grease, which w- I guess yeah. would have been three years ago, uh-huh. um, and kind of kind of a return to form uh to that where it'd be a a full scale live mm-hmm. production for uh national TV and i um i you know since since it's been um a, a week or so since uh since the the performance has happened i i'm i'm a little fuzzy on how i remember the timeline of like how the news of how things ended up uh, occurring yeah. um, happened, but basically the the uh, um, longest story shortest is that it wasn't live. <laughs> no, it was, uh, except for the last the last scene was live, but other than that, definitely not live. <laughs> yeah, and and. I, and I think that's a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about, about whether yeah. that, you know, helped it or hurt it or hindered it. Because, um, yeah, unfortunately, I think the, the legacy of uh, Rent Live or Rent on Fox or however uh, you want to call it, the legacy yeah. of is, is always going to be that of what might have been. Or yeah. what almost was, yeah, um, yeah. It'll, it'll always have that asterisk next to it, and yep. and that's unfortunate. It, it, yeah. it really is because I I would prefer that you know it, it's it could be a piece of art that stands on its own merit that you can put in the same canon with the movie, the Broadway performances, and 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 any other type of production as yeah. opposed to um, what we got. So I guess. Let's yeah I I guess let's just kind of kind of dive into it and talk about yeah. how um how we got there so yeah um from what I understand the uh, the majority well no, I mean not the majority the entirety aside from the the last performance um was previously recorded from a uh, the night before the rehearsal uh, from the night before okay so so it was Saturday night. And yeah. it was basically what the final uh, dress rehearsal. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, so like things were still trying to be worked out, mm-hmm. but they, but they always kind. Of, I mean, of course, they're practicing because it's live TV to have. So they had the footage on hand. Right. But yeah. So yeah. So so they they uh, they're recording this as as they do, and then um, a performer named uh, Brennan Hunt who uh, plays Roger. Um, at some point during that, and and it's you know I had this morbid uh, fascination with watching it. I'm like, okay, is right, this, is watching this, him, like, yeah. to see where it might happen. Yeah, I, I was. I, I did too. 
and and I don't know if it actually happened or not, but uh, because because uh, like there's a there's like a, in a Mission Impossible Fallout where uh, uh, uh-huh. Tom Tom Cruise broke his ankle uh, doing like some running thing and oh, yeah. and and apparently they left the take in where uh, where oh, he shoot. broke his ankle and stuff. And, oh jeez! And since he's Tom Cruise and functionally immortal, you you don't even notice <laughs> it. He just kind of like lands and keeps Tom Cruise running, so you don't even notice it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so Brennan uh, uh, broke his foot, ankle, something, some something to where he uh, needed a a full cast and yeah. and wasn't able to finish that uh, the dress rehearsal and. Um, and yeah, so and, and I I don't I don't know how the how the flow of news happened because I I think because because of like my situation and kind of having my head in the sand with being busy with work and all that yeah a lot I heard a lot of this kind of like as it was happening after it had happened already yeah if, if that makes sense yeah I um I had of course because I follow like fifty thousand different theater. Uh, pages on Facebook. I I almost heard the news. I heard the news the morning of because of course I was I it was set to record and I was super super excited and mm-hmm. and when I heard that I was like oh okay so is he just gonna kind of stumble his way around and I didn't <laughs> and not not a whole lot of the details were out right um until kind of the show started and that and then it was really cool because at the first commercial break the cast kind of got together. And like said, like eh, in the nature of live theater, stuff happens. But the guy, um, uh, Brennan Hunt, it, it has broken his foot, broke his foot last night, mm-hmm. and is unable to do the show. So what you're going to be seeing is the rehearsal footage from last night's show. But they reworked the finale so that they could do the finale live. Right. And I was just like, okay, this is about to get interesting. Yeah. And so then immediate, <laughs> immediately after that, I was like, okay, so now that's how I have to look at it, is that this is a rehearsal. They aren't giving their 100%. And yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's like I had um, um, I had heard before, after it had aired, because I, I watched it a number of days later, you know, uh-huh. I, I had heard that, like, they, uh, that quote unquote they they were going to rework some of the sets and move things mm-hmm. around so that that Brennan could still participate. So in my yeah. imagination, I'm I'm imagining him like on crutches or yeah. do, or doing like a lot of sitting down very similar uh-huh. to what we actually saw in the finale. Um mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a lot of that. So like when the perform when when the show started and <laughs> and that title card down below that says previously recorded, I was like Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, and then I'm doing that mental gymnastics. I'm like, okay, so it says previously recorded. Does that mean then that maybe maybe it's like a, a, a East Coast tape delay? Because I, exactly, I, I, yeah. I didn't know where the performance was happening or or what. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a, a time delay. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. three hours ahead East Coast time. Who knows? So and I'm and I'm watching the 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 very first performance. And I'm like. Okay, I mean it. It was it was fine, but yeah. it, but it didn't grab me by the throat. It didn't it yeah. di- it didn't demand my attention in a way that, unfortunately, I think I was kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and then as you said, you know, the, they go to the first commercial break, which I thought was a really class move. I yeah, I don't know how they could have done it any differently because if they yeah. had put that message before the performance started, that's a tune out for everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. They're that's almost like, like an instant turnoff for people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Changing yeah. the channel. Screw yep. this. So I, I did think that that was a good move. Yeah. But and they it, were very, and they were very professional about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did think it was odd that Brennan himself wasn't amongst that Featured. group. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he did? I was looking is for him. Dead? I was like, <laughs> is yeah. he okay? <laughs> it, so who knows at and and see and and even still some of the the chronology still kind of puzzles me a little bit because I I wonder when they actually recorded that tag to uh put in there. It's exactly. like was it at a time that he was still at the hospital getting his foot looked at? Yeah. Um because yeah, then then it then to me it was the the question of like, well, wait a second, if it's like part live, part not because yeah, I mean the the whole time when at a time when I should be paying attention to the story and how everything is playing out and watching the performances, mm-hmm. I'm doing this mental math trying to figure out of and, and again, I didn't have all the information. I thought perhaps it was gonna like weave in and out between like pre recorded stuff and live stuff. Yeah, so I, I was almost thinking that too. So like any scene that he's not featured in ended up being live. Yeah. Or yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I thought that's what they were gonna do it, but yeah, and and come to find out that wasn't the case. It was yeah. it was all the uh, uh, dress rehearsal footage up until uh, the finale. Yeah. So and and that created uh, for my for my viewing experience, it, it kind of created a a weird weird thing that I couldn't quite understand. Um, is that like it's we're doing all this pre recorded footage. But then we're transitioning to a live performance with which what appears to be a fully primed audience. Yeah. Because like those people were amped. They were into it. And I was like, an audience like that doesn't just spring out Mm -hmm. organically. That something is up here. Yeah. And come to find out what it was is that they performed the show live. Mm -hmm. And with uh, with Brennan in like a combination of uh, being in a wheelchair in crutches yeah. and sitting around, kind of similar to what I was what I was thinking in my imagination, but for some reason, the only people that got to see that performance were the people audience. in that live audience. Yeah, and and that that just I don't know. I to me, I think that just. It raises more questions than it gives answers. Um, exactly. What a what? What do you think on that? I um, I I almost wish I could see that performance because I've seen videos from that the concert version that they did. Um, the show is kind of has a long history of having things happen the night before and then having to do them to do a concert version of the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. uh, it um. I don't know. From what I've seen from it, it looked almost as good as the actual show that it was. Um, a lot of the clips that I've seen, it just felt so raw and like they yeah. were comfortable. They were they were kind of relaxed. And yeah, no, I um, I really wish we could get our hands on that full blown 
uh, concert version that they did while while we were uh, us as an audience were watching the rehearsal footage. Um, but they were like coinciding with it. So they were like, yeah. they started it when the live thing started and just kind of worked their way through until, of course, the ending. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw some better things on those clips than I did in the actual show itself. So I wish we could have our get get our hands on it some way. Yeah, I I because yeah I later on you know kind of like doing a little bit of a, a deep dive on social media and some of the some of the articles and reviews I found you know I I would see people posting like Instagram videos of yeah. you know like snippets of performances and yeah you can see Brennan in the wheelchair uh, mm-hmm. performing <laughs> alongside and it's like and it's fine you know yeah. it's like I I don't know if like. The uh, the Fox Brass was just afraid uh, that the audience would reject that. Or yeah, this I, is why we hire understudies. <laughs> there we go, and see, and and that's let's let's get on that for a minute because yeah. you, you yourself have a you know pretty extensive uh, theater background. Yes. Um so that that is the biggest question mark i think yeah. in in everybody's mind is you know and and i think brennan did a, a fine enough job as oh, roger yeah. he's you know that there were um you know just a kind of um you know since since we're here um there were parts of it where i was just like it's like okay this this young pretty boy thinks he's roger okay that's fine and yeah you know so i was kind of doing a little bit of that but then like you know um i i forget which which song it was that that he got into but it's like it's one of those things i snapped my fingers and pointed at the at the screen i'm like okay there's roger Okay, exactly. he's Roger yeah. now. I I get it, and yeah, because yeah, like you know he had he had the uh, the gravel and the grit in his voice and and just uh-huh. the, the the desperation and the eagerness and I was like that's what I need from my Roger. I I you know exactly. I need uh, I I need a desperate hungry Roger. Um, uh-huh. I, I guess because uh, that's that that's what that character is supposed to be. You know he's kind of yeah. defined by his desperation. Uh-huh. And and yeah, I just I wasn't quite getting that from uh, Brennan in in uh, the better portion of that um, um, of the uh, dress rehearsal footage. Um, but but overall, I mean, he he was he he was fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I I I I kind of I I kind of got myself turned around. I forgot where we, where we were going oh, yeah. with that. Understudies. <laughs> oh, understudies. Thank you. Yes. So yeah, so as fine as he was, it's like. I, I don't know if I understand the thought process behind doing a live televised performance and there isn't an understudy. Can Yeah, I, I feel like because especially in the past, I want to say, I, I don't know when the Sound of Music Live happened, but um, but since live musicals have kind of become a, a new thing now, it I feel like that they, this is my own personal thought. I don't know if this is the actual thought process, but like, they are only basically doing this show one time and then they're done. So that I don't know if they just feel like they don't need to hire mm. like like understudies for these for these celebrities that are playing these characters. Um, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. But now this 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 production of Rent has definitely opened up the conversation. Like, oh, we should probably be um, hiring understudies to play these characters just because obviously we don't know when things like this will happen. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of my own thought process is that they, they should definitely have that in their mind now with hiring understudies. 
Yeah, exactly. And I I saw this uh, uh, from a a tweet uh, from uh, Glenn Weldon. He says, uh, understudies, they are not just slips of paper in your playbill. They are the lifeblood of the theater. And yeah, and and they definitely matter. So yeah. um, So yeah, I think I think that's. yeah, it's I, it will be interesting to see what the next live performance is and yeah. and whether that becomes a larger part of uh of the of the conversation. Um you know, and and it's funny so I so I found this tweet uh in a article that um that I found on Vox. Now, I'm a I'm not a huge fan of Vox's, you know, it's a, as a, mm-hmm. a journalistic uh, whatevers. Yeah. Um, the uh, the headline here is actually pretty off-putting. It says, uh, uh, Fox's Rent Live should have been a force to reckon with. It was a clusterfuck. Oh, jeez. Uh, um, Rent should be an incandescent fire of hard-won anger and hope, but it's quote-unquote live flame barely got to flicker. And that's that's yeah. uh, that's that's above the jump there. And and I just I I find that kind of well I ah and I, I don't want to get on like I I found myself on kind of like a I I've become a little bit of a a journalism snob in that <laughs> I don't know exactly what I like but I know what I don't like and uh-huh. I and I'm not a fan of profanity and headlines I just I yeah. just I think that's that's um uh low <laughs> just yeah. you know, for for a number of reasons but I um I I and I don't I don't agree with that um assertion I don't yeah. think it's a complete clusterfuck I mean I do think it's um it suffers and you know there 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 are a number of uh, challenges that now that we know what kind of happened you know there's yeah. there there's there's a you know few uh, a few takeaways there um but yeah i it, like like you said hunter i i would you know if they if they put the uh, actual live performance is like a special feature on the home video release. Yeah, I I think that would be great. That way yeah. you can enjoy both and yeah. compare and contrast. And I think exactly. that would be uh, um, I I think that would be fun. Um, yeah. now, uh, so in the, in this article, they, they put, um, a couple, uh, no brainers that could have, uh, saved rent live. Um, one of them we already discussed, um, you know, the hiring of, um, understudies. Yeah. Um, uh, but then the next one, it says, you know, just air the live performance, which, uh, which we also, um, discussed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's interesting. I'd like to get your take on this. There's a, there's an embedded tweet in here that says, um, uh, when Jonathan Larson died right before opening the original cast of rent went on stage and did the show with minimal staging through tears and heartbreak, not knowing if they could get through it. And you're telling me the cast of hashtag rent live couldn't work around a wheelchair. Right. So, um, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's a shot across the bow. What, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, oh man. I mean, just, just the more I think about it, it just, it bothers me that 
Fox didn't have the courage to just believe just to in- show that. Yeah, well, and and it and it's it's like they can't have it both ways because, like you were saying earlier, you know, usually these live performances are one and done. So yeah. so that's kind of like one. Uh, perspective to or or one rationale not to do understudies because it's Mm -hmm. like we've decided that that brennan hunt is our roger regardless we we don't need an understudy he is roger nothing's gonna go wrong i don't know what you're talking about exactly so but then when something does go wrong you stick to your guns and say, you know what, Brennan yeah. is our Roger. Th- this is yeah. what we're doing. And then, you know, like you pointed out, you do, you know, a, a stripped down, modified version of it because, mm-hmm. you know, showing the um, showing the dress rehearsal footage was fine and it gives a representation of it, but it doesn't give the full representation of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things that I, I didn't, I didn't quite realize um, or, or put my finger on more accurately until after I started doing research after I watched it, because like watching it, it it, it felt off for for lack of better word. And, yeah. And from what I later understood is that when you're doing a, a dress rehearsal, you're not doing your full voice. You're not you're not giving a hundred percent. And um, so, w- and that and that definitely showed with a lot of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, like uh, Valentina, the the one who played uh, Angel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I I'm a huge watcher of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I rooted for her in her season mm-hmm. and absolutely loved everything that that had to do with them. And um, and actually, ironically enough, the week that Rent uh, Rent Live came out which she was starring in, uh-huh. she was actually eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. And oh, so no. I was like, well, well uh, at, least, at, least, uh, at least she's got a rest this weekend. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh, man. But the biggest thing, I mean, I, I don't really think Valentina is a huge singer. Right. Um, but, like, I could definitely tell she was the one that I was like, okay, um, I, I feel like you're using your rehearsal voice and you're not, pushing yourself all the way there which sucks because like angel has so many great musical moments in that show and i'm just like i'm so sad i never we didn't really get to see her broadcast that yeah yeah Yeah. i i agree and i and i think before um before we go uh too much further you know into this let's let's spend a couple minutes and and talk about the cast because i yeah you know i think i think we have uh you know some some uh, thoughts uh, we'd uh, we'd like to yeah. talk about there. I mean, you know, we we talked um, we talked at length about uh, uh, Brennan, obviously as Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, I, and I think I kind of talked a lot about that. What uh, what what do you think of uh, uh, Brennan's performance? Um, Brennan Brennan was good. I could definitely tell. I mean, I don't I didn't really know much about him until I sure. saw him in Rent, but I heard his voice. And I'm like, okay, you definitely um, you definitely sing some sort of rock. Because mm-hmm. I can hear it in your voice, uh, he's definitely a singer of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like he 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 had the look for Roger. Yeah. Um, I mean, he definitely wasn't one of my favorite parts of the show. Mm-hmm. I personally um, thought Mimi was much better than Brennan or the or the woman who played Mimi. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking of her name. Um. um uh, Tinashi. <laughs> 
Tanashi. Uh, yeah, but who yeah, she, I um, don't know from anybody. Let me uh, let me bring up the IMDb. <laughs> she uh, let me see. Doopa doopa do. Oh, uh, she's in uh, Empire. Oh, okay. And yes. a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> I um, but yeah, I personally thought that she did much better with her character than the guy than Brennan did. Um, yeah, but I but I but I still enjoyed it. I still liked hearing him sing. He definitely had the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one uh, one song, Glory, was just like, oh, shoot, dude. I mean, that's kind of always the song with Roger that everyone kind of looks forward to because it's like yes. it's one big epic rock ballad that he sings about his life. And yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I I I agree a hundred percent on on both of those. I you know I uh, yeah I thought she was great as Mimi, and she you mm-hmm. know do, she does a lot of heavy lifting with that role, and yeah, really it it reminded me so much of Rosario Dawson's version from yeah. the movie. Yeah, and, she could move too, which that's a huge thing with Mimi. I mean, she's a she's a. a I mean, she's a dancer, and, yeah. and you need to you need to be able to dance and move and move very well. And and she had the look for Mimi too. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back at either like the Broadway, the original Broadway cast or the movie. I mean, she had the look for Mimi. Yeah, you know, because Mimi kind of needs to be kind of like you know, kind of gaunt and skittish, and you know, kinda, mm-hmm. but but also but also. Yeah, but also confident in a weird yep. way. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I, I get you. And it's funny, and, and you know, you mentioned that and made me think of something else. So, like, knowing what was going to happen to Brennan, I was watching the way everybody was navigating through the set. And that was a complex set. I was looking at, I don't know how he broke his ankle or his, or his foot, but, oh, my gosh, that thing was... That thing was pretty complex. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, one one of our uh, uh, biggest takeaways, uh, Lucky and I, is like, you know, if we had the opportunity mm-hmm. to see a performance of Rent at at on this version of the stage, we would mm-hmm. pay top dollar for it. Because yeah. I mean, that's it's. It was such a cool immersive experience. It looked like absolutely, and and uh, you know, kind of comparing and contrasting this. I guess the the closest. I mean, see, for me, the 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 gold standard of all of these Fox shows will always be Grease. Yeah, and I loved that performance. I love that version of it, and you know, I could do a whole nother show uh, doing a doing a deep dive on that. But but the thing that I enjoyed the most about uh, that version of Greece is that it felt as large as it was you know it's like you know we're we're even kind of like peeling back the curtain and breaking down the fourth wall a bit where you where you're seeing cast members getting on trams to go from set to set and i i still really really enjoy that that that's just like my favorite thing about Uh uh about that version and what i like about rent is that it kind of it takes that approach but flips it the other direction it's like we're yeah. we're going to make this massively complex set that is the entirety of this world that they can navigate back and forth from but it still has the same feeling of mm-hmm. you know space you know it's like it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's confined to a set because it's so vast Mm-hmm. And you know, even with like the the various um, 
you know, catwalks and, you know, hallways and trails and, and mm-hmm. you know, rooms even where it's, you know, it's kind of yeah. like broken up with, I mean, like everywhere you go, there's benches and, and live audience in there. And yeah. and I mean it is it is just a uh, feat of uh, yeah. set design and and uh, uh, production building, but but I gotta say it's like every time like I mean we were talking about Mimi here and like when she uh, when she gets up like on like one of the bars and you could see yes. like the bar flexing, I'm like oh you need to watch your watch your ankles, lady, and like even I noticed I noticed that the most in out tonight. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. oh, girl, one little flip and you're falling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like this set has already claimed one person's leg. Right, we don't need another. <laughs> yeah, or or even like, uh, you know, later on in the show where um, where Angel and Collins are, you know, kind of like hanging around in, in the playground and climbing oh, up yeah. on the monkey bars and stuff and seeing the, the, the boots, the heels that Valentina was yeah. wearing. And I'm like, oh, man, just, just please be careful. Please be careful careful exactly just, it, it had um it had an element of danger to it and i it did i i don't know if that was uh i don't i don't know if that was intentional or not but um <laughs> but yeah it was it was uh it was interesting so um I mean, you know, since we since we were already talking about, you know, Valentina as uh, as Angel, I mm-hmm. uh, me personally, I I I wasn't as a huge of a fan because, yeah. you know, for all of the reasons that you said, I I wasn't uh, familiar with with her um, uh, being on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, you know, mm-hmm. until, until later, um, which I mean, and I think that's cool. You know, I, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's really neat that you know it's like we're we're doing. Um, and I think I talked about this uh, when we were discussing Rocky Horror Picture Show with uh, you know obviously a Laverne Cox you know being mm-hmm. brought in. Um, I I'm a fan of authentic casting. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like if that's if that's the direction they're going there, that's fine. But exactly. Yeah. But there but there's a lot that's asked of this role in this character. And yes. And I think like especially in like some of the, the introductory songs, you're not you're not getting the um, uh, there, there, there's a wickedness to Angel. That yeah. that doesn't that didn't quite translate in this yeah. version, you know. I mean, I mean, she's uh, you know very uh, um, loving and caring of her friends, mm-hmm. but she also has a a a cynical view of the world and and her yeah. place in it also. And and I was kind of missing some of that. It's like yeah. you know, as as Valentina was singing some of the lyrics, it's like. Do you know what you're saying? You, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. If 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 that uh, if if that kind of makes sense, it's like this is more no, than just, no, just sure. lyrics. But um, but uh, but with uh, uh, Valentina, you know, obviously you have uh, you have Collins, you have uh, yes. uh, Tom Collins, and um, uh, the the actor is uh, Brand, uh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Victor Dixon. Gotcha. Are are you familiar with his work? Um, um I know a few stuff. I know he's done a lot of Broadway. Okay. He did um. He was in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar Live um, oh, okay. last uh, last Easter, um, and I really enjoyed him in that. Okay. And then, um, but I was very interested to see what his voice was going to do for Colin. And holy cow, if uh, he had the voice, okay, and I really enjoyed his voice. I I, I could listen to him sing Collins almost as much as the original cast. 
Um, but yeah. Yeah. See, and and it's interesting because I I had a different viewpoint early in the performance, where mm-hmm. it's like you know you you know I mean you're you uh, Collins to me is always supposed to be like a uh, larger than life type of type of mm-hmm. person you know uh in physical appearance in stature but then also in that in that uh uh baritone voice you know yeah. as uh, as you know obviously uh brought to life by uh by Jesse Martin in the mm-hmm. you know Broadway and the, and the movie um so i i was expecting that and and actually like i think also with with that performance it's um it kind of plays with expectations a little bit like when yeah. when you're when you're first introduced to collins in the in the opening bits of the show you don't know anything about him so you mm-hmm. you expect him to be like again like this larger than than life person and then you know you learn you know more about him and it's it's for for certain viewers it's almost like like a surprise or like yeah. like a, a switch or something like that you know again kind of kind of defying expectations a little bit so i i wasn't i wasn't um immediately won over but when we get to the number um at uh Angel's funeral oh and and i uh, i kind of find myself getting choked up a little bit and I i'm like too. And, and and again it was like you know i i do this thing it's so dumb uh you know like lucky would just uh laugh at me for pointing it out but like <laughs> if i if i approve of something i'll like point at it you know, I'll just yeah. be like you, and I and I did that. I was like pointing my finger. At, I'm like, all right, that's Collins. I, you yeah. know, it's like you won me over. I mean, not all that dissimilar to like I was just sharing with uh, uh, with Brennan as Roger. You know, it's like it it, it took me a few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you know, once once you get to that and just the gravity, and I think even the the aching heartbreak. I think I mean again I'd have to rewatch it but I think yeah. that even almost rises to the level maybe even eclipses a little bit uh Jesse Martin's version. Um yeah. because it was like I mean it was like it was a different energy. And yeah. it's I mean and and you really you really felt that uh that grief and oh, yeah. he uh he really brought it down and I uh um, I, I I thought that that was uh, I thought that was a, a fantastic uh, performance. Um, let's see who who do we want to talk about next? Ooh, uh, I want to talk about Vanessa Hudgens. Of course, take us there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so with Maureen, unfortunately, you don't really get to see her until towards the end of Act One, right? Um, but oh my gosh, I was so I was so. It, I enjoyed her so much. I feel like she was she was definitely maybe my favorite performance from this live production or oh, yeah. quote live production. Um, <laughs> Almost she, live. <laughs> she had she had the voice. Yes, she had the look. Oh yeah, and she had the character down. Like she she was Maureen. Over the moon was was a religious experience for me. <laughs> I was I was rolling and I and she yeah. had the oh and her voice just killed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If there's one person I rave to anyone about this, it is it is Vanessa Hudgens. And to see how far she's come with her career. Absolutely. Like, it's it's so freaking cool to see her. Yeah, well and, and again, I keep going back to, you know, Greece and all that yeah. and Oh, I mean, that's right. She was in Greece. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah, and and you know, in a, a weird bit of uh, you know the show must go on type of trivia, if uh, as you recall, um, unfortunately her uh, father passed away the night before That's the right. li- the live yeah. performance, and so so knowing what she was going through, I think added mm-hmm. an extra dimension uh, to her performance uh, in Greece, and and yeah, it, it was interesting because yeah, there there's there's almost an element of like just barely holding it back which mm-hmm. you know either uh you know intentionally or not adds texture to the performance yeah uh but yeah no i mean i i think you know i i almost think that what fox should do in the future is whatever shows they choose to do build them around vanessa hudgens yeah, I, I think please. <laughs> that, that I think that's the move because she yeah. she's phenomenal in these roles, yeah. and I I understand what what you mean about you know bringing up that you know she doesn't come into um, you know uh, towards the end of Act One, but I I look at it as like we're building towards that. It's really kind of exactly. like that, it's kind of the climax of Act One almost. It is. I mean, obviously, uh, Lovey Bohème is you know the, yeah. the closer to out, but it's really. That's kind of more the denouement of Act yeah. One, whereas the climax is, you know, kind of over the moon and the build up to it. Yeah. And, and most of the first act is them talking about Maureen. Yes. Doing situations that involve Maureen, but you never actually see Maureen. Yeah. And I don't know if I um, paid attention to that aspect before, because like you, I was just I was waiting. It's like. I mean, it's like I know Vanessa Hudgens is in, the, and I know the story yeah. too. I know the story beats and how this goes, but yeah. yet still, I'm like, okay, well, all right, well, Maureen's gonna show up anytime now, and right, yeah. and so, I, and I feel like it's earned. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like she has an explosive presence. You know, it's you know showing yeah. up on the motorcycle, and and I just, I, I really, I really liked how uh thoroughly they committed to that and yeah yeah and and again i mean she's she's great she's yeah great. no i was so impressed with her and her take me or leave me is is so freaking good with the woman who played um uh joanne i yeah. was i was just in awe oh and and she was great too yeah 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 and and again and, I, and, and I, almost every joanne that i see either it be on stage or film adaptations uh-huh. it, Joanne is always a little bit different I feel like Joanne's one of those characters that you can of course Joanna is I mean she's a lawyer and she kind of yeah. has to have that kind of a stern outlook to it yeah. but like I feel like it's a character that you can kind of play your own way with she can be a little bit more playful and a little bit less serious a little yeah. more serious and a little bit less playful and and it's I, I don't know I really enjoyed what she did with Joanne yeah I, I agree with you I um yeah, I, this. Yeah, that's that's a really good perspective in that, like you know, uh, because like some of these characters are pretty static, right? Yeah. But but yeah, yeah Joanne is one that that yeah you can kind of explore and uh, and uh, uh, dink around with. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. I and oh, a couple more folks. Um, you know, um, there, there's never really a lot for Benny to do. You know, yeah. So, so yeah. I and and it's weird because uh, I really like Tay Diggs' performance of, of mm-hmm. Benny because I mean, well, really, he's playing what we all know now is just being Tay Diggs. 
You know, yeah. it's like he's just being Tay Diggs. So, yeah. so this uh, this performer, his name is uh, Mario, a uh, uh, singular name, and and yeah, I mean he he he's fine. Yeah, you know, and he, he was he was Benny, kind yeah. of the kind of the villain of the show. Yeah, and it ends up becoming a friend again. Then, right, exactly. Yeah, it's and and that's you know, I mean that that could be kind of. Uh, that could be a tricky balance because like, you yeah. know, kind of, kind of like the energy that, that Tay Diggs has is like, you know, he, he has a vibe where he could be both simultaneously your best friend and your worst enemy, worst enemy, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and almost kind of shifty and smarmy, you know, yeah. which, which is kind of a trait of Benny as well, you know, just kind of like, you know, uh, shifting loyalties and, and being a uh, pragmatic, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Benny's a pretty practical dude. And and yeah, so I mean, so there there unfortunately uh, is, isn't really enough, um, you know, and there really wasn't a whole lot um, uh, for him to do, especially in this particular uh, live version. But yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he was he was he was fine. So yeah. so that um, unless I'm missing anybody that that brings us to. Uh, Jordan Fisher as Fisher. as as Mark and yeah. I have thoughts, but I think I would like to hear your take first. Yeah, um, I don't really know much about Jordan Fisher. Um, I've heard his name before. I know that um, Vanessa Hudgens and him uh, hosted back in October the um, I think it was the twentieth anniversary um, kind of performance or like celebration of Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, that they oh, that's both they cool. both co-hosted oh. um, together, and that was the. And then I heard that he was playing um, Mark, and so I was like, okay. So one of those things I didn't really know much about him going into it, but um, I knew he was a singer. Uh, but I I thought he was. I thought he added. I thought he kind of gave an interesting portrayal of Mark, um, because I'm so. I've always been so caught up on when I think of Mark, I think of Anthony Rapp as Mark. Right, um, right. Certain mannerisms and certain things being said certain ways. And, um, but I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't upset by it. It was, uh, I thought he was good. Yeah. And, you know, and, and upset isn't a word that I would use, but like you, I, you know, Anthony Rapp is my mark. And yes, exactly. But and and there are certain aspects of Okay, let, let me see if I can unpack this. <laughs> um so so Jordan's Jordan Fisher's casting is progressive i i would say yeah you, you know yes. he's you know he's he's African American and you know and that and that changes kind of the texture of Mark's character a bit. It, it does. And and it brings an interesting angle. But what I think is um the thing that that I thought was kind of odd is that like so all of all of the components of Mark's character still remain the same, right? You know, he's still, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, uh he's Jewish and he's, you know, an aspiring filmmaker and all that and mm-hmm. it feels like specifically with when when Mark is referring to his faith and religion, I felt like coming out of Jordan Fisher it was almost with like a a wink and a nod 
almost like like um, uh, the term I would use is like subverting expectations. Yeah, it, it's like I'm I'm taking this traditionally white character, white character and 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 kind of you know you know taking it for a walk and putting a, a different spin and twist on yeah. it. And I I'm I'm for that, but here's the thing with Mark. And and again, please correct me if uh, if uh, mm-hmm. if you disagree. But I feel like Mark is is basically the baseline character. You know, we're we're kind of both figuratively and literally watching this story unfold from his point of view and yeah. through his kaleidoscope. And I think part of what makes the other characters more interesting and more special. In how, um, and I, I'm using perhaps too broad of strokes, but how uninteresting Mark is. Yeah, you know, Mark. Mark is meant to be in in my own interpretation. You know, I'm not quoting canon or anything, but my uh-huh. interpretation of Mark is that he's kind of the blank everyman, and that and that kind of that kind of comes into play later on when Roger is getting in his face. You know, yes, at, at, and I'm actually trying to find the lyrics to that song right now because that's just reminded me. Because there's, there's something said in that mm-hmm. it's goodbye love. Um, okay, there's something said in that song that I'm just like, okay, that that sums up Mark 100. percent And mm-hmm. it's it's um, uh, and it's sung by Roger. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll still look for it. But um, yeah, yeah, take yes, time. I that's agree fine. with you. Yeah, and and because of uh, Jordan Fisher's you know look and vibe, it, he uh, he makes Mark too interesting. If yeah, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So it, his his performance was good. It was fine. He's great. Um. But yeah, it was like you know th- this whole time because like you know in uh. Uh, let's see which article was it? Was it this uh, the Vox article? Oh yeah, so so I found a a different article. This is uh, from a publication called uh, Portland Mercury, um, and you know the headline: We need to talk about the quote unquote live production of Rent. Um, and, and there's a lot of the criticisms that that we've already uh, discussed, but in here. Um, they uh, they mentioned Jordan Fisher as Mark was a stroke of casting genius, mm. and you know it's uh, and and I'm kind of reading from uh, uh, from this article. Uh, the character who narrates Rent is a white boy named Mark, originally played by Anthony Rapp, who reprised the role in the movie. Um, since its Broadway debut in 1996, there have been many iterations of Rent, but there's never been a black version of the character of Mark Cohen yeah. until now. Um, and goes on to say it's one of the stronger, uh, strongest performers in the show, um, commanding, especially uh, Lovey Boheme, which I, I do agree with. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, and and even then though, there's, uh, and and I I think I'm I, I'm misusing the words interesting. I think I think the word I'm looking for is cool. Mark yeah. is, Mark is many things, but he's not cool. Yeah. Whereas Jordan Fisher as Mark is cool. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if yeah, it's because, uh, yeah, it's like it says, uh, you know, commanding with exuberance that looked effortless, sexy and exciting. Everything he did looked effortless, sexy and exciting. And all of that is true. 
And none of those things are character traits of Mark. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't mean to be a curmudgeon about it, but that, that was one where, oh, totally. where for my interpretation and expectations, it didn't, it didn't quite, it didn't quite land. And that's, and that has nothing to do with the, the performer. Again, I, um, you know, progressive casting is good and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and his individual performance was great. But I think that was, that was like the one, rare thing where I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. So yeah, yeah. But, but um, but I found those lyrics okay. kind of, 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 of Roger talking about Mark because they're kind of having a heated conversation after Angel's funeral. And, um, and, uh, and Roger says, mm-hmm. um, who are you to tell me what I know, what I, what I know, what to do. And Mark says a friend and Mark says, or and then Roger says, but, but who Mark are you? Mark has got his work. They say Mark lives for his work and Mark mm-hmm. live, uh, Mark's in love with his work. Mark hides in his work from face or, and then Mark says from what? And Roger says from facing your failure, facing your loneliness, facing the fact that you live a lie. Yes, you live a lie. Tell you why you're always preaching not to be numb when, uh, when that's not, when that's, when that's how you thrive, you pretend to create and observe when you're really when you really detach from feeling alive and then Mark says, perhaps it's the one of us because mm-hmm. perhaps it's because I'm the one of us to survive. Yeah. And, and I feel Oof. like that totally hits Mark on the head yeah. right there. It's it, that, that is Mark. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's, he's, He's there, but he's not really. He's just observing all of this. And yeah. I, and yeah. yeah, but, but definitely Jordan Fisher was, in the action was definitely a part of it mm-hmm. and like like the article it i mean he was cool and and i and i personally think mark mark is supposed to be kind of detached from everything yeah yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's it, it's just weird because like you you see Anthony Rapp's character on a, mm-hmm. a Star Trek Discovery, and he's <laughs> kind of aloof and a, and a little yeah. a little detached, and yeah. again, not unlike Mark. So to me, yeah. that's that's consistent. So, but then again, it's okay to do things that are different. So yeah. so I'm not gonna say you know get off my lawn, new Mark, but but it was I think of the entirety of the cast that that was that was the one thing that that just kind of like you know kind of uh, uh, made my thumb stick out uh, just a mm-hmm. just a little more. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's um. So that's that's the main cast. Um, yeah. Uh. You know we we talked uh we talked about the uh the set. And how yeah. how massive uh, uh, that was. Um, I thought um, the actual performance of the music with the band and how they were featured within the set. Mm-hmm. I kind of like you know, kind of like they're behind Be- yeah. pl- behind plexiglass, like in Roadhouse or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I I thought they were really good. Um, yeah, no, that was a really cool element to it. Um, so let's see. Uh, so there, there was one thing I wanted to mention and, uh, and so I, since it's been a few since, uh, since I've watched either, uh, the Broadway performance or the movie, I wasn't quite trained to look for Easter eggs, but, but, oh yeah, but there was one thing in particular that I that I, even I couldn't miss, and it's. Uh, uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. So, so, uh, so, uh, Angel and Collins are shopping 
at, at uh-huh. the market and you know there's there's the you know there's some clothes on the floor and the shopkeeper's like well how about this oh no put that away that's Wait. gross <laughs> it was and, oh my gosh and it's uh it's it's mark's old sweater or, yep, Anthony or, Rapp's original Broadway yeah. s- sweater. And I mean, I don't think it was the actual one, but it was like a replication of the original yeah. one from the stage production. I, I I fell on the floor with that because I, I, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, that is too perfect. Yeah. And there wasn't a whole lot of Easter eggs in the show, but that, that was that was really clever i really liked that yeah that that was one where i i felt like i was watching a marvel movie for a minute there and i'm just like i know what that is exactly (laughs) so i I, i'm glad you picked up on that as well because you know it's it's i mean it's subtle enough though because i mean it's it's not like a like an elbow jab type of reference it's like Uh it's it's there for fans and rent heads to pick up on but if you miss it that yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's fine too. Um, yeah, I just, I just love the fact that like she's like flipping through all of the different coats, and Angel's <laughs> like, no, 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 oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was so impressive. That 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 was definitely yeah. um, that was definitely a lot of fun on that. So, and then especially, and then of course the ending, the the reunion of all rent reunions. Yes. And so yeah, so so basically it goes to a commercial break mm-hmm. and then it comes back and you can see up in the top corner now it says it, live. Very 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 big too. I was like, "Oh wow, that's a little big." <laughs> <laughs> Almost bigger than uh the the previously recorded uh, previously title. recorded <laughs> the bottom there. Okay, uh, now we're live. Yeah. And and sure enough, you see uh you know uh you know Mark uh, uh I'm sorry, you see uh, uh Brennan as Roger, mm-hmm. you know, with with his foot propped up and yeah. and quite a hefty cast there. I I just Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the nature of his injury, but he did something good to where he's got like a whole the, it, quite the aggressive cast there, but Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, you know, they um you know, just uh, just bring down the house, and yeah. I uh, which it really works for that scene because mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, they basically bring in Mimi who is dying. He sits there and sings a song. She dies, and then she comes back to life. And so, like, obvious. So I I thought it was I thought it worked well because Roger's not really moving a whole lot. He right. just has to sit there and hold Mimi. Uh-huh. Um, but it made sense that they would pick the final one to kind of end up going live for. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely works. And yeah. and yeah, just uh, just bringing out the original cast. Uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty magnificent. And was, I had major chills. Oh, because it was so cool. Because it was it said Rent, and then it's in 1996 to 2019, mm-hmm. and then it lifted up, and there they were in the line. Yes. The famous rent line, and yeah, no, that was that was really freaking cool. Yeah, which you know that that's a good point that uh, that you brought up that we haven't really um, uh, discussed yet was you know they they didn't do the line, and yeah, I'm no, just like, they didn't. So yeah, Act Two just kind of starts, and I'm just like yeah. I'm like uh, okay, that's because that, that's fine. at the end of the day, Seasons of Love is the heart and soul of that musical. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the most popular song 
from Rent. Even people who have never seen Rent know that song. Good point. But um, but yeah, so I thought it was uh, the way they did it in the live production. I thought that was very interesting, but mm-hmm. it did kind of feel good to kind of go back to the straight line with the original yes. cast and 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 the old font. You know, it's yeah. like you know, it's yeah. like you've got like the neon sign in it, and it and it felt transportative. You know, yeah. it's like it's like you're being taken back to that time and then it lines up with the current time and yeah, yeah you talked about chills I was getting goosebumps and, and uh-huh. especially with uh, the pairings you know yes how the 2019 cast ended up going and standing next to the original Broadway performer mm-hmm. of that role that was yeah that was really cool yeah, I mean, I mean, you're you're getting uh you're getting dueling Collins, you're getting yeah. you're getting dueling uh, Maureens, and it's just yeah. like it's like I am here for all of this. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was it was pretty darn great, and I I felt uh, I felt so bad though for oh, uh, for gosh, for yes. uh, poor uh, Adam Pascal. He's he's yes. he's hanging out. It's He goes and stands by Mark or Brennan, who's sitting at the table in the back. I mean, you know he's there. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you don't – the the camera didn't really do him a whole lot of favors, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, not not everybody can be uh, Adina Menzel. Oh, yeah. And a really cool thing, too, is Mm. that – is that even though they weren't featured with the original cast, mm-hmm. um, Rosario Dawson and the woman who played Joanne were actually there as well. Um, really, during the sh- during the show, they had the they had the cast like off in a separate room at the studio uh-huh. watching what was going down. Um, but but yeah, they were there too. I, even though they weren't featured with the original cast, but um, but yeah, I thought it was cool that they also came back to kind of celebrate the show and everything that it's kind of become. I'll be darned. That's really interesting, and that's yeah. I mean that that's reason enough for for me to want to go and uh, check it out again for sure. No, that that's great. Um, Yeah, but yeah, that uh, that and and here's here's the thing. Also, Um, you know, we've talked a lot about you know how the dress rehearsal performance wasn't. I mean, it was great, but it it's again like we said, it'll have that asterisk of like you know what could have been, what might have been, what almost was. But Uh but I think though that the the final performance the culmination of all that makes it worth it it is it i i 100% agree and i and i think that's something that you know uh rent fans from you know wh- whatever their particular taste is i think i think we can all look at that and and pretty much agree that that was that was pretty darn spectacular uh-huh. And and it has, you know, that the the real life consequences of, you know, the show must go on because I mean again, uh-huh. you know, you got poor Brennan stuck in a stuck in a chair and yeah. and you know, poor uh, Adam Pascal's, you know, hanging out with them and <laughs> and all that. Um Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's I mean that's kind of that. Um you know, I guess uh, and and I don't I don't know if I have uh comprehensive notes and I didn't do a whole lot of research on it, but um do you um I'd like to see if we could talk a little bit about like uh, uh changes or you know things that, oh, yes. that differentiate this particular yes. performance from others um because like I mean I I am sure certainly There were also some there were also some lyric changes and story yeah. or like timeline changes which I was just like okay mm-hmm. I I kind of see that but I, also I want explanation 
Yeah. Um, anything in particular? Um, um, so, like, starting off from the very beginning, I mean, the show always begins with uh, with Mark going December 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and eventually it's brought up of, like, what year it is. Um, and he said it's in the, in the live production, he said it's 1990. I think it's 1991. Yeah, 1991. Yes. But in the original production, it's 1989. So I was just like, huh, interesting. Uh, I mean, it was still in the heights of the aid crisis. I mean, it was still going on, but I was just like, that's an interesting choice. Like, yeah. why? I, I, um, I don't know what they gained by moving it a year because I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah. I thought it, I thought that was also, I mean, I mean, it's kind of subtext, but like, you know, it's also the change of the decade, you know, you're transitioning yeah, yeah, from yeah. 1989 to 1990. And Which makes sense for what you own, because they're talking about living in America at the end of the millennium. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, and, interesting. And yeah, just going from 91 to 92 doesn't quite have that same impact. It just, it yes, feels, it exactly. Feels, unless, and, and this is, this is maybe one of those weird dumb network tv things where maybe there's a stigma from having 80 in there you know yeah, you know maybe. what i mean because like you know it's like oh this is this is a thing of the 90s and we're gonna yeah. try to 90s this up and oh 80s oh no no that this is this is about the <laughs> that's 90s different that's an entirely different thing <laughs> yeah so i mean i mean that that's a guess but that's yeah that's uh that's the best i can come up with yeah. that that one it, it, it was weird and of course there was like um there was they took out like they couldn't say i don't know what i can even say on the podcast oh you're fine yeah they, yeah uh, let it go okay. let it go okay i, See, I, I already mean, said clusterfuck a few times oh, that so is you're... true that is true <laughs> um but they uh but they took out the word piss which i'm sure that's for certain like certain reasons mm-hmm. um uh they took out fuck which right. which the best part about tega maureen is right is the, is the banter back and forth this is weird it's weird very weird fucking weird um and so i that that, that kind of that kind of sucked a little bit yeah um but then they they like took out I mean, almost an entire verse in La Vie Bohème. La Vie Bohème in itself was was fun, but like they took out the waiter saying things, and then they completely changed the the moment in the song when they're all introducing each other. Oh, um, yeah. Then I was just kind of like, okay, but why? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, is it for time? Yeah, you know, is it for content? Because it's yeah. like you know, I and again, I. I unfortunately don't have any of the lyrics in front of me but there was like some lyrics that you would think that they would change that they didn't right yeah yeah yeah. which i um which i was also really happy about because one of the songs that is so rarely done in rent is contact Mm. which is done um which is done right right after without you that mimi sings and right before uh, it's basically as angel is dying and um, oh, yeah, and that yeah. song is so rarely done, but that song's also very inappropriate. And I was like, okay, so you kept that song in, but you couldn't add in that verse into La Vie Bohème where mm-hmm. the waiter is talking about all the different types of food. And so I, I just thought that there were some interesting choices made with how they changed certain lyrics and added and took out and flopped around and... Yeah, 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 and as you said, I mean, you know, uh, just cause, and it's like, but yeah. why? It's yeah, but 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 why? Yeah. I wish there was like a companion to this, 
to this live, like, oh, here's our explanations for doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there's others, but I, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't really. Those were like the ones that really stuck out to me. I've watched the live production, I think, three times now. Okay. Just like, just like having it on in the background as I'm doing things. But, mm. um, but yeah, I've, I've def- those were the ones that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It's like even now I I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I, I'm thinking about uh, that that refrain in uh, Tango Maureen. It's like right. It's like yeah, this is really weird, weird. Su- super <laughs> weird, or whatever the hell they said. It yeah. was it was dumb. I was just like right. I like I was laughing freaking, out freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> It was it was pretty pretty egregious, and, right? Yeah, and and the cool part about that, like in the in the movie, is that you know it's like that that's the one that gets to stick because it's a it's yeah. a PG thirteen and it and it and, yeah. it and it's you know the that's what I mean tangenting a little bit, but like you know that's. Um, a good PG thirteen. If you can weaponize your one fuck and and make it yes. work, and and that yes. definitely works, especially especially with the delivery on it. It's like you know, it's oh, it's, right. it's it's, it, it's shocking. It gets your attention. It is, and really kind of in the way that you know, if used correctly, you know, for emphasis and inflection, that's kind of how profanity should work. You know, yeah. uh, un- unlike a uh, you know a, uh, an article from Vox where they're saying it's like, oh well, you know, it should have been a force to reckon with. It was a clusterfuck. It's just like that's <laughs> that's, that's in service of nobody. But, yeah. But, but anyway, I'm uh, getting getting far afield on there. <laughs> um, but I I also uh, really appreciated the uh, you know uh, small tribute to Jonathan Larson there. Yeah, um, that was uh, that was also uh, very that was nice. very touching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, and it came and it came. <clears throat> sorry, and it came in the in the finale. I mean, they did kind of like little tributes throughout, but like the main yeah. one came right at the very end, mm-hmm. which already that, that the finale is one of those finales that just haunt me in the best ways possible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a powerful moment in the show. And, and just to have like that tribute playing, like it was, it was almost instant tears to my eyes. And, oh, yeah. and it was kind of the kind of appreciating the labor of love that rent has been and has and will kind of always be yeah. um, for audiences and for actors. And I know that, I know that as an actor, I, I hold, I, I mean, as a person, I hold rent very close to my heart, but like mm-hmm. as an actor, it's always that show that like always kind of gets me jazzed up and, and, and I, and I just, I, I mean, I, I want to be, and I want to play Mark one day. Like that is like <laughs> the ultimate dream role. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's 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 just one of those shows that is just so powerful in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And and please disregard all of those disparaging remarks that I said about Mark's character because <laughs> you know what I no you, no totally I know, know I understand. But but it, it's interesting though as as you're laying that on me, I could totally see that. I I think you would make a phenomenal Mark. I think I oh, think man. You, you've I yeah. have the glasses at least. Just throw me a sweater <laughs> and hand me a video camera, and exactly. we're good. Yeah, and. And a, and a, uh, a maroon and blue striped sweater, and right. and, and you're good to go. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh my gosh. Well. Oh man. Well, man, this is this has been a lot of fun. It's, yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it, it's really great catching up and really uh, you know unpacking the uh, uh, you know the the legacy of the show and kind of kind of trying to organize and sort out our feelings on this uh, right. on on this uh, uh, live performance and. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I uh, I I just I I wonder what Fox does now. Like, you know, yeah. it's like because I mean it it seems like there's been a move towards edge a bit. Yeah. In that like, you know, you go from Greece, which is wholesome but not uh-huh. but not without edge, right? Yeah. You know, and then you you know, you you crank it up a notch and you go to Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror, but then you kind of dial it back a little bit with going uh with a with a Christmas story and I think uh-huh. that's the one that doesn't fit. Yeah. Um so I don't know, I mean, taking I and oh gosh. I I and I think trying to take that and make it a musical I think is what the mistake was yeah because it's not inherently a musical whereas all of these other performances are are yeah you know and like I mean because I mean like even Rocky Horror I mean there's you know obviously you know several different versions and interpretations of it but it was it was it was written to be a musical Grease was written to be a musical Mm -hmm. Rent was written to be a musical Christmas Story was written to be a movie, but then they decided to put music to it. Um, so yeah, so I, I I agree with that. It just was kind of out of place within this the this new kind of found live musical productions that Fox is kind of yeah. pulling out. So what what do you think they do next? Oh geez, or or, um, or more accurately, what would you like to see next? Oh ooh. I know um, because I think it's is it NBC that also does the live musicals. Uh, yes, occasionally. Okay, um, because I know that they were talking about doing Bye Bye Birdie live with J Lo, oh. um, which 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 would be interesting. But they had to like push it back because J Lo's busy. Um, <laughs> sure. But I'm trying to think what would be really cool to see. I would. Um, I would personally like to see if they can even try to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Spring Awakening as um, Spring Awakening Live, which oh, okay. is another kind of risque um, musical about t- these teens and like turn of the century Germany where oh. that live in this community where they where like the parents don't talk about sex and sex is not is seen as kind of a bad thing, but it's about these young teens kind of figuring out themselves and sex oh, and sure. discovering sex. And it's, and it's very heartbreaking. It's very sad. Um, but it's also edgy too. I mean, there's a song called the bitch of living, which is about masturbating and, ah. um, and a, a song called totally fucked, which would be interesting <laughs> to see on live TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really interested, but I'm also curious to see if they tone it back. Cause obviously they kind of were pushing it and then they toned it back. And then they, so I'm curious to see if they're even going to take that route next. Yeah. um, Or if they, if they go back the other direction and just go back towards safe. Yeah, you know, and, and I've, I've lost track of what NBC has done. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure what's available, but I mean, they've done, um, I mean, they did sound of music live. They did Peter Pan live. Mm -hmm. Um, they did, uh, the Wiz Superstar. live. Oh yeah, and the Wiz. That's right. Uh, Hairspray. Mm, um, that's right. And Jesus Christ Superstar live. Oh okay, gotcha. Yeah. Good memory. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's like so. I I think there's there's a couple things there. If like you want to, if you want to uh, take a step backwards, maybe you take a yeah. crack at Chicago. 
oh, Chicago would be fun. Yeah, um, and I think that could work well in a in yeah. a live type setting. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think I think you actually nailed it earlier when we when we were talking about uh, hanging a performance on Vanessa Hudgens and we uh-huh. and to relate with uh, Dina Mandel. I think yeah. you find a way to pull off Wicked. Oh. Yes. That's Oh, that would be so freaking cool. Yeah, I'm I, still waiting for the Wicked movie. Like they've been talking about it for years. It's still in the works, but yes, I would love to see Wicked live. Yeah. That would be really cool. I I think I think that would work. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully, crossing our fingers. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Cuz yeah, I think they even like um released like a teaser trailer for for the Wicked movie or I maybe yeah, I, don't I mean know. that's I mean that that's that's a deeper dive. I thought I saw yeah. like something like maybe like a year ago or something yeah. and, and has probably disappeared because it's you know been delayed yeah. or whatever. Further research to be had for a, uh, <laughs> a different day. <laughs> oh, um, oh, um yes. I would like to see West Side Story live. Oh, there well because they're doing the movie adaption. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, Steven wait Spielberg. a second. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was getting those conflated for a sec. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Isn't somebody already doing that? But yeah, doing I was thinking that, of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, you, also, that's also a story that has very relevant themes to it nowadays. Absolutely. I mean, that that is something that, and, and it's interesting, under Spielberg's hand, I wonder how it's gonna go because, like, yeah. I don't know. And th- this is uh, this might be a bit controversial, but I think I think Spielberg has kind of not not entirely lost his touch, but yeah. I, I think he's just he's just softened in 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 yeah. his age. You know, he's making stuff that's safe, that's fun, that he wants uh-huh. to. I mean, it's like I mean, it's like you know, Ready Player One was totally okay and fine, yeah. and it, it was kind of weird to see um, basically Spielberg covering himself. You know, it's like, exactly. yeah, it's like, you know, if like you're a Beatles cover band and you play Beatles songs, you know, that, that kind of, no, that's dumb. If, if you're, yeah, if yeah. you're the Beatles and you're covering, Be- you get the idea. I, I'm yeah, still not explaining yeah. it very well, we've but yeah. Also, we've also never seen Spielberg do a musical either. Yeah. So, so this should also be quite interesting. Yeah. And, and it, it makes me a little suspicious because it's my understanding that he's taking on the project because quote unquote, because he wants to, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, I want to make a musical and yeah. it's, and so it's let's like, just do West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's, and, and, you know, I, that's, that's another story that's, uh, that, yeah. that's pretty dear to me as well. And, Same. and I, and I do think you can do a revival of it and you know and and i think there's a decent movie to be had there i mean obviously yeah. the original movie is is really quite good yeah. um i mean it's it's a cinematic classic and mm-hmm. so i mean so i i think i think there's more to be said there but i just i i i find myself cautious that that Spielberg, uh, as you know, his age and where he's at in his creative process, um, I and obviously being his first musical, I just I I don't, who I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I I would love to be proven wrong, right? But, but that's one of those things where it's like you know, if uh, you know if the casting isn't there or like the the music yeah. direction isn't there. 
or yeah, I mean, it's like any any number of things can make that a a true clusterfuck, you know, to exactly. to, to use that use uh, that that same phrasing. But yeah, uh, we we shall see. That'll yeah, be uh, yeah. That'll, that'll maybe they'll be. maybe they'll have, that'll be another one when that movie ends ends up coming out. Another podcast. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it. You know, and it. And it's uh, funny. I was. I was telling you. You know, in pre-show off mic. You know that. Uh, you know, I just. I. I recently did a did a show with Andrea, and yeah, it was. Uh, it was really cool to. Uh, you know, reconnect and talk about stuff, yeah. and and you know, having the same experience here, and 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 the thing that I told Andrea is, it's like, okay, well, now that we've done it. You know, right. once you do it once, it becomes very easy to do yeah. again, uh, uh, yeah. do it multiple times. So I, I, I get the feeling that, you know, like we will will, uh, you know, definitely have to connect again and find uh, find something juicy to to uh, talk about for sure. Oh, for sure. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, maybe even uh, pop the top off uh, like some Mary Poppins Returns or something. Oh uh, yeah, because I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I know you were a huge fan of it. I saw you posting about it. Uh, I've, I've seen it four times already. Four times, with no wow. end in sight. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. We, uh, yeah, we we recently just uh, just saw it uh, uh, first time actually, and just. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was yeah, great. Same. So, so yeah. So maybe like uh, we'll keep an eye out. Like maybe when it comes yeah, out on video yeah. or something, maybe do a. Because uh, yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> it's so funny because of like you know my lifestyle and all that stuff. I yeah. I'm not I'm not like right up on stuff like you know it's like me and killing spree just did an episode on the predator and that and that came out four <laughs> months ago so yeah yeah um that movie sucks <laughs> oh i haven't actually seen the new one so yeah, you're okay <laughs> okay good it's, it's uh good i saved myself yeah it's not good and you know just just you know the uh, in one sentence it's the you know it it's where uh potential and expectations swings over into disappointment. Oh you know, no! You know, it's, it's one of those kind of things. It's like it could have been good, it should have been good, chose not to be. <laughs> so oh, it's, it's, it's one of those, and it makes it sting a little more. Ooh, yeah. It's it's like you know, if you're not expecting anything out of something, um, yeah, it's it's not so bad when it when it when it totally sucks. But yeah, that that one. That one, that one kind of stung a little bit. So Ooh, looks like I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, Hunter. Well, uh, like like I said, this uh, this has been incredible fun. I you know we, yes. we could we could talk literally for for uh, right. several, several more hours. It it does yeah. it does feel a little different though now that we're like not having to stop to play music occasionally or right, worry about right. like, and just keep on going. <laughs> it's like it's like hey do we do we have a song coming up? Nope. Right. Right. Nope. Like, do, okay, do, we're good. <laughs> do you got to get in a legal ID? No. You got to play a spot block? Nope. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Um, but hey, you know, actually, since uh, uh, since we got you, got you here before uh, before we close out, what's uh, um, uh, do you want to talk uh, uh, briefly about what kind of life life uh, post KGRG has been? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I uh, when I was at KGRG, it was my last quarter mm-hmm. at Green River, um, and then. Almost immediately, I moved up to Bellingham um, and started going to the Western. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I um, I just got my history degree. And um, yeah, so I'm just actually working on my last class right now. Uh, luckily, it's online. So so 
it's it's so I can I can be I just moved back down to Tacoma from Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just finishing up that last credit and um yeah, and so then I'm done with that. But uh I since then I have been in the Rocky Horror Picture Show twice, uh, which has been quite a quite quite a dream for me yeah. to do Rocky Horror. Um so yeah, that that's been pretty cool. But but yeah, so now I'm back down here and I'm working and I'm gonna um I'm gonna start my masters in the summer to get an education. So then after that, I'll be going into history teaching. That's awesome. I mean, because yeah. I mean, that's that that's always been a passion of yours, and you've always uh, you know uh, uh, spoken about it when when we yeah. used to share a radio show together. And and so I'm uh, I'm proud of you, buddy. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Good, good Thank for you. you. I also enjoy, I also have enjoyed telling people the story of DJ Alias Mouse Rat <laughs> and and the origins of. Alias Mouse Rat. Now, yes. whenever I hear Alanis Morissette's name, I just think Alias Mouse Rat. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh man, I I may have to I may have to find one of the one of the uh, classic radio shows where we discuss that and like put a link in the show notes or something right, so folks yes. can figure out what the hell we're talking about. Yes, but... share the love of Alias Mouse Rat. <laughs> Spread the word, the good word <laughs> of uh, of Alias Mouse Rat. I love it. Yeah. Oh man. Well, um uh anything else uh before uh before we part ways for now? I think we're good. Viva la Vivo M. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my KGRG College radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And again, that spelling is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way it sounds. Join us Friday, March 15th at Hard Rock Seattle for Cracklefest 9 featuring Word Burglar, Megathruster, and of course, the pioneers of nerd rock Kirby Crackle, I will be your host that night, and I hope to see you all out there. Emerald City Comic Con presents Cracklefest 9, A Night of Nerd Rock. For more information, including ticket info, videos, music, blogs, and more, check out KirbyCracklemusic.com. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. <laughs>